son always takes you further than you want to go. His life crumbled. I mean, the enemy that had us, the curse that controlled us, the sin that bound us, we was in the same shape he was in. Amen. Uh, a lot, but we got humbled. Ain't you glad for conviction? Sometimes God's got to jerk the rug out from under you. Sometimes only, he's got to put you on your back so you'll look up. And God had to humble him. But then his life seems to be assembled in verses 14 through 18. You see, Manasseh had a lot of problems that we and I, you and I have. He had two kingdoms in his life. He had Babylon and Jerusalem. He had the city of Satan and the city of God. He had two kings in his life. The kings of Babylon or the Lord. He had two Manessas. Because it looks like this is actually two different people. It's almost like, Brother Dale, he got born again. I say amen. What we need is to see people born again. We, we in chapter 34 tonight. I want you to look with me in chapter 34. If you stand in reverence reading the word of God. I want to look at this next man, this next king. Now, when we think about Manasseh, there is, he's the man that is a mess. God does a miracle, saves him, and then, y'all can, can check it out later when you get home, puts him in the, line, the lineup or the lineage of the Messiah in Matthew chapter number one. Boy, God knows what he's doing. And Josiah is coming from those, that lineup of Manasseh. Ammon, and then Ammon, and then Josiah. And notice in chapter 34, Josiah was eight years old. How would you like to have that pressure? Josiah was eight years old when he began to reign, and he reigned in Jerusalem one and 30 years. That's a long time for a king to reign. And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. Now here's a man who ain't had a whole lot of help, but he's ending up right. It don't matter if you come from a crowd of wicked people. I, listen, I, I, listen I, I don't believe in evolution. My crowd, some of them in the past, they did hang from a tree. It wasn't from their tail, it was from their neck. Are y'all listening to this? Hey, everybody in my family ain't been saved is what I'm saying. It don't matter, start one, amen. He did that which was right, in verse 2, in the sight of the Lord, and walked in the ways of David his father, and declined neither to the right hand nor the left. Man, I can't even say that about today. For in the eighth year of his reign, he's 16. While he was yet young, he began to seek after the God of David his father. In the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah. I'm talking about, whoa, a man of God. Hallelujah. Amen. And Jerusalem, he started purging them with the high places, the grooves, the carved image, the broken image, and break down the altars of Balaam. Got rid of all that false worship images that were on the high above them. He cut down the groves and caught, that's some totem poles. Hey, man, preacher, preach on. 
Hey, man, God help me to stay away from it. And the carved images and the molten images, you break in pieces, may dust them and strewed it upon the graves of them that sacrificed unto them. Whoa, boy, that's a bold preacher right there. And he burnt the bones of the priests upon the altars and cleansed Judah and Jerusalem. And so did he in the cities of Manasseh, Ephraim, Simeon, unto Neptali, unto the Maddox round about. And when he had broken down the altars and the groves, beaten the graven images into powder and cut down all the idols throughout all the land, of Egypt, he returned to Jerusalem. Boy, he's cleaning house. Now, in the 18th year of his reign, he's still young. When he had purged the land and, and the house, he sent Shaphan, the son of Azaliah, Messiah, the governor of the city, and Joah, the son of Joaz, the recorder to repair the house of the Lord his God. And when they came to Hilkiah, the high priest, and delivered the money that was brought into the house of God, which the Levites had kept the doors and gathered the hand of the Manasseh and Ephraim and all the remnant of Israel, Judah and Benjamin, and they returned to Jerusalem, verse 10, and they put it in the hand of the workmen and had the oversight of the house of the Lord and gave it to the workmen that wrought the house of the Lord to repair and amend the house. I mean, he's tearing down the devils and building up God's house. Even to the artificers and the builders gave they it to buy a new stone, timber for couplings, floor of the house, which the king of Judah had destroyed and the men did the work faithfully and the overseers of them was and look, at, look at this right here and all the way down in verse number 14 and when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord Hilkiah the priest found a book of the law of God given by Moses Hilkiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I found the book of the law in the house of the Lord, and Hilkiah delivered the book to Shaphan. Shaphan carried the book to the king and brought the king and brought the king word back again, saying, All that was committed to thy servants, they do it. They've gathered together the money that was found in the house of the Lord, and delivered it to the work, the hand of the overseers and the hand of the workmen. Shaphan the scribe told the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest hath given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king, and it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the law that he rent his clothes. And the king commanded Hilkiah and Achim, the son of Shaphan, and Abdon, the son of Micah, and Shaphan, the scribe, and Isaiah, the, the servant of the king, saying, Go and inquire the Lord for me, and for them that are left in, the, in Israel and in Judah concerning the words of the book uh, uh, that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us, because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord to do after all that is written in the book. Then look down, verse 24. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place, upon the inhabitants thereof, and all the curses that are written in the book, which they have read before the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me, and have burned incense unto other gods, and they might prove, provoke me to anger, and all the works of their hands, wherefore my wrath shall be poured upon this place, and shall not be quenched. Look down in verse number 30. And the king went up into the house of the Lord, and all the king's and the king went up to the house of the Lord and all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the priests and Levites and all the people, the great and small. And he read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant that was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his hearts, with all his soul and to perform the words of the covenant which are written in this book. Father, we love you today and pray, God, that you'd help me to preach. Help me, Lord, to share this simple thought. Lay it upon the hearts 
everybody in this church fall in love with their Bible. Lord, I pray when we leave this service tonight, they will strike out tomorrow morning. They will be adversity. There will be every opportunity for them not to do it, but I pray everybody in this building will be forced of the Holy Ghost to read three to four chapters in their Bible every day. Lord, I pray, God, that you, when they watch TV, it get on them that they hadn't gave God his three to four books. I pray, Lord, when they do their hobbies, they wouldn't be able to wet a fish hook until they've read three or four books in this Bible, three or four chapters in the Bible. Lord, I pray when they sit down uh, to do any other thing, God, that you would have, or they would have the opportunity to do, that you burn in their heart, that they need to begin their day uh, in the Word of God. Help us, God, to realize it's more important. It's most important. It's not just good for us. It's the best thing for us. I pray we leave today realizing how precious it is that we have this book in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, you can be seated. I want you to walk with me just by overview of the chapter. I need to get down to verse number 14. But I read just enough of chapter 34 in our hearing today to realize that Josiah, though eight years old and then 16, when he started cleaning house and building the house of God back, he was a mighty man used of God. It don't matter how old you are, young people, you can start to serve God and worship God, however young you might be. Here's a man eight years old and God used him to turn and transform the heart of a whole nation. God can use you. I want to preach today if the Lord hit me on I found the book. In chapter 34 in verses 1 through 7 you see this. Here's before they even found the book. Josiah's got enough God on him and enough God about him. It ain't because he is raised in church. It ain't because he has taught right. So don't use that as an excuse. Well if I'd have been taught right. Well everybody's got a sad story. Somebody say amen. If you was born before 1999 you got child abused and beat the devil out of you. Somebody say amen. Amen. Quit using all that mess as an excuse. I feel like preaching there a while. Amen. And listen, he didn't have no raisin at all. And he started clearing out house. They removed the evil in verses 1 through 7. They started repairing the house of God. They did that in verses 8 through verse number 13. But in verse 14 through verse 33, and we sit here and wrestled about all this, but I'm going to tell you, the first 13 verses of the chapter, they're doing a whole lot without even finding the Bible. We got a Bible in every room, probably got a Bible on every shelf, probably got a Bible in every car, probably got Bible on your phone, Bible app, Bible I'll tell you the thing about that Bible app on that Bible phone. Every, every time you start to read, somebody will send you a text, Instagram, beeping, popping there. I mean, chirping and burping and tweeting and everything happens. You can't use that to study. Somebody ought to give me a help today. I'm trying to get to the message. I need a little help out there. The first 13 verses, 
they're cleaning house. They ain't even found the Bible. The majority of the chapter from verses 14 through verse 43, we still don't know how many. I think that's 20 verses. More verses deal in that chapter with them finding the Word of God than it did before they found the Word of God. The Holy Ghost says, Whoa! I mean, great God for good men and good women that'll follow God. Uh, but when they find the Bible and the Bible finds them, uh, hey man, they ought to be some, th- there's going to be a history written down about it. They're going to change a nation, a country, a county, a church, a family, a people, say, Amen. Oh man, they, hey, when they was confronted with the scripture, clothes was being torn, ashes on the head. I mean, it exposed their sin and drove them in repentance to the foot of the sovereign. Somebody say amen. That's what the scripture will do. Amen. I remember old Paul's, he, he, Paul's talking to Timothy. He said, Timothy, I, I, I think what was in your grandma and what was in your mama, boy, Lois and Eunice, they had God all over them. You got the same thing on you. He never did mention his daddy. His daddy was a Greek. He might, and we know that because he wasn't circumcised. His daddy was a Greek. He, but he didn't care about, he did not care about his wife and her mama taking that boy to church. I'll say that about him. Amen. And he said, I see that same God that they had and it's on you. Because then he goes on and says in verse chapter 3 and verse 15, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. He said, great, great God, you got God on you and you had a godly heritage. But listen, Josiah didn't have a godly heritage. He didn't have that Scripture. He wasn't taught it. But something got a hold of him, I say, Amen. I say, glory to God. Zephaniah's preaching during this time. Jeremiah's letting it rip during this time. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Uh, but this old boy, he thanked God. He did the word of God. When confronted with scripture, it exposed his sinfulness and drove him in repentance to the sovereign. And it'll still do the same thing today. Uh, if we'll just start preaching the book uh, and expounding the book uh, and sharing gospel tracts, sharing the book, He'll expose people's sin and drive them to the Savior. Amen. Look at everything he did, boy, I mean before that. But the more time he spent with the book, the more the book meant to him. I'm going to prove it to you. Look with me in verse 14. In verse 14, the, the Holy Ghost seemed fit to have a progression of things. Look what he said in verse 14. And when they brought out the money that was brought into the house of the Lord, Hilkiah the priest found a book of the law of the Lord given by Moses. When, when it was a book is when it was recovered. They found it. They found it while they was clearing out the rubble and fixing the house of God. They found it. I, I, I had a man who's a Jewish historian. He, he kind of told me how big that scroll probably was and, and how that place was It was safely tucked away and locked up. And when they got down, thank God somebody had put a book there. Amen. And they found a book when it was recovered. But notice in verse 15. Hilkiah answered and said to Shaphan the scribe, I have found the book. It starts out 
a book when it was recovered. But now it's the book when it is read. The effects of reading is going to impact the king. It's going to impact the country. It'll impact the church. Amen. Oh my God. Amen. We might not rend our clothes like Josiah did, but we ought to rend our heart when the Bible's preached. Amen. It ought to tear us from limb to limb. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Or to, to concern us. Or to, hey, I like what Josiah did. Look what he did. Look what he did in verse 21. He said, go inquire of the Lord for me. Amen. For them that are left in Israel and Judah concerning uh, the words of the book, that, that the words of the book uh, that is found for great is the wrath of the Lord that, that is poured out upon us because our fathers have not kept the word of the Lord and do after all that is written in this book. He said, my God, my God. Hey, 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 go somebody, go find out. Is it going to be all right? What if we repent? What if we get things right? I like what he did. It's as if he said, men and brethren, what shall I do? Isn't that what the Philippian jailer, he made it even more personal than that. Amen. In Acts chapter 2 verse 37, that crowd that heard Peter preach said, Amen, men and brethren, what shall we do? He said, after hearing the preaching of Peter, after hearing that message that God gave him on, Amen, after he was filled with the Holy Ghost, men and brethren, what must we do? What do we got to do to be saved? What do we got to do? But that Philippian jailer got personal. He said, what must I do? And that's what Josiah said. It reminds me. That's what we ought to say. What must I do? Ain't about nobody else. I'm in a mess. Amen. God help us rent our hearts if we don't rent our garment. Amen. It was a book. It was a book. But let me remind you what he said in verse number 31 and what he said there. But let's look in verse 31. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes with all his heart, with all his soul, to perform the words of the covenant which are written in <laughs> this book. See, it, 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 was, it was a book when it was recovered. It was the book when it was read. Amen. But thank God it's done got personal now. Amen. And when, when it's received, when the word of God's received, it becomes this book. Now you said, preacher, what's the big deal? Well, I'll give you an example. I, I, I feel, I'm hoping somebody on this row right here has got a pocket knife. Because I left mine at the house. All right, let's, let's see it. Let me see yours too. I ain't saying we're stealing right here. I'm going to get yours. All right. If I say you can cut a rope With a, how do I cut the rope, preacher? Well, you, you can cut the rope with a knife. And you say, well, I can just use any knife. But then I say, and me and him's already had discussion about this knife. If I say, cut the rope with that knife, the knife, they say, oh, that one. I say, well, I tell you what, that ain't going to do it. But you can cut the rope with this knife. If I'm going to say this, if I'm going to say a knife, you can pick any knife you want to. 
If I can say the ninth, you'll think I'm talking about that one right there. But if I say this one, it means I've got to have it close to me. I've got to have it on my person. I feel like shouting up in here. It's something personal. Somebody help me. Is anybody awake? Check your pulse. Thank God for a knife. That's this knife. It's quick and powerful, sharper, into it, and sword. Hey, man, it's personal. It's close. I, I've received it. I haven't just looked at it. I ain't just pick, picking one out. Oh, it's this knife. Oh, there ain't nothing cuts like this knife. Are y'all getting what I'm saying? The more time they spend with it, the more personal it gets. And the more time you spend with the Bible, the more precious it's going to get. I know it's a simple thought, but it reminded me of something else. This ain't the first time God's done this. Woo! Amen. This ain't the first time. I mean, it's one thing to find it. It's another thing to be familiar with it. <laughs> but if it's this, <laughs> hey man, that means you're going to have to follow it. Hey man, eyes dotted and T's cross stood in his place and made a covenant with God. It's not just any book. It's not just the book. It's this book. It's personal. It's precious. It's close to me. I'm not just going, hey, I'm not just going to discover it. I'm not just going to read it. Thank God I want to revel in it. I want to receive it. Amen. Reminds me of our in Exodus 12. Y'all remember when I preached over our boys a blessing? I love Exodus chapter 12. That blessed my heart when I first seen that. Exodus chapter number 12. It says, take unto you a lamb. And then it says, take unto you the lamb. And then in, it says, take your lamb. <laughs> Woo, it goes from being a lamb uh, uh, to the lamb uh, uh, to your lamb. Eh? Oh, it's good that he's a, a shepherd, uh, but it's better that he's my shepherd. Somebody say amen. Uh, oh, great God in heaven. And in the, as it goes on in Exodus 12, he said this, it ain't just a lamb, not just the lamb, not just your lamb. You got to have all the lamb. Uh, don't water it down. Uh, put it on the fire. Uh, and eat the head, the legs, and the pertness. Take it all. Somebody help me. God ain't the first time God did this. Are y'all with me? There's a reason why it's there. So in verse 14, it was a book. In verse 15, it's the book. In verse 31, it's this book. It's a book when it was recovered. It's the book when it was read. They know it's... It's a little different. <laughs> uh, but when it's received, uh, hey man, when, it's, when it becomes personal and precious, uh, it's this book. Uh, it's this one. <laughs> hey, I'm not just buying, no, it's this one, hey, amen. You say, preacher, what's the big deal? Well, let me give you just about four things and I'll let you go. Thank God for what's, <laughs> thank God for this book. <laughs> I'm glad I found the book. Amen. Ain't you glad the book found you? 
Hey, man, Brother Tony preached first time. Hey, man, and thank God everything's been restored, so it's all right. He's told the story enough, I'm going to tell it to you. He preached the first time when he gave his testimony, Brother Tony, and talked about his past being lost. And Brother Oliver, he said there was a time when he used a, a, a spotlight to get some deer. That's a good way to go. It's kind of like fishing with dynamite. You're going to come back with something. Are y'all following me? There's going to be some meat in the freezer. Amen. Hey, man, I ain't advocating it. I'm just telling you. By the way, I do believe in PETA. That's people eating tasty animals. Say amen. And, and he, he spotlighted that uh, deer. And he said, boy, I swear it was when God got on me. He locked me down in my tracks. Uh, and the word of God shined me. And it just drew me to it. Uh, I stood there while the Holy Ghost. I said, amen. Uh, he'll knock your antlers off and take your pride. Uh, amen. And cut you and take your hide. Uh, and make you a new creature. I say, Hallelujah. That's what God does. And he sets you up as a, on a mantle, as a trophy. Hey, man, I say glory to God. And he said, man, that's what God did for me. I, I, I'm so glad I can say this, this night. Thank God I found the book, and thank God the book found me. What searched for me was the book. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? Hebrews 4.12. For the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even dividing asunder of soul and spirit and joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of our heart. I'll never forget when I walked in that day, that man of God preached the Bible. He read over in 1 Corinthians chapter number 11, verse 23. He started in verse 23 and he went down through there and he said, if you eat and drink the Lord's Supper unworthily, you eat and drink a damnation to yourself. I had never told nobody that the only reason I joined that church at 12 was to eat the Lord's Supper. I ain't told nobody. Nobody there. How did he know that? That old drill sergeant's been coming. Hey man, he went down the same day I did. Hallelujah. I never forget, brother. I just went down there and joined the church. And that matter God knew it. And then he preached on sin. He preached on drinking. He preached on adultery. He preached on everything. I thought to myself, you say, what was happening? That holy word of God that was a searching me out. It was to, it was tearing me apart from limb to limb. Joints and marrow. Amen. Hallelujah. And he didn't I thought somebody done told the preacher on me but it wasn't that it was the Holy Ghost uh, taking the Holy Word uh, by his Holy Spirit uh, and putting it on a man uh, and he preached the Word of God to my heart I say amen thank God for what searched for me was the book this book searched for me Psalm 119 verse 105 says the word thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path boy I'm, I thank God for that I'm going to tell you, that light searched me. He, he took it like a candle. Hey, man, David said, oh, Lord, search me. And ch check my amber part. See if there's any. I'm telling you, thank God for the word of God. Uh, uh, searching you out. Jeremiah 17, 9 says, uh, the heart's deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Uh, and then the Lord said, I, the Lord, search the heart. Uh, I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways, according to the work of his doing. How, why does he do it, preacher? He does it through the word of God. Amen. Boy, thank God, what searched for me was this book. Amen, I love this book. Don't just pick a book. Don't, not, I'm just not talking about the, I'm talking about this book. I'm not talking about something I hadn't experienced. I'm talking about something I received. Paul said, when I preach to you, I, I'm not preaching a gospel. Hey, man, a death, burial, and the resurrection. I'm talking about something I've received myself. I'm talking about the gospel I've received. Amen. What saved me was this book. I remember, I remember saying that one time for the first time. I, I hadn't been uh, 
I saved long. God started putting in my heart to start reading the Bible through. And uh, I was teaching Sunday school class. I think it was January after I got saved. And that next January, uh, my church had always give us date study Bibles. And uh, in the middle of the date study Bible is is a calendar for reading your Bible through and 365 days. I hope everybody here has, and I hope everybody is. And if you ain't, I pray God and fish your armpits with the fleas of a thousand camels if you don't start tomorrow. Hey, man, you need to read the Bible. How, how, if you got put on a stand and a judge said, and you, is there enough evidence to even convict you of being a Christian? If the judge said you believe everything in that book and you said yes, and he'd ask you, well, have you read it all? You, you're going to either have to say, yes, I have, or no, I haven't. If you say, no, I haven't, why do you know? How do you know you believe it all? We ought to read the Bible. Somebody say amen. Amen. It's the word of God that searched me out. I remember I said, well, thank God I was saved by the word of God. Now, people thought I was crazy, but by the way, the word was with God, and the word was God. And the word was made flesh. And God used human flesh to bring the living word into the world. And he used human flesh to bring the written word into the world. And the same God that inspired it is the same God that preserved it. All these folks running around, well, I'm a, I'm a TR man, I'm a TR man, I'm a TR man, but I ain't a KJB man. I won't tell you what that is. They believe God's big enough to inspire it, but then he lost it. If God's big enough to give it, he's big enough to preserve it. Say amen. Oh, I need some amens. There's a little light right there. Amen. How the word of God saved me. He said, preacher, uh, what saved me? This book. He said, preacher, give me a verse. First Peter chapter 1, verse 22. Appreciate you asking. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth <laughs> through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with pure heart fervently, being born again, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, even the Word of God, which liveth and abideth. For, is that not what your King James Bible says? Thank God for the word. It's the, this book that searched me. It's this book that saved me. Amen. James 1.18. I love this. Of his own will. Amen. What he's saying, John. Them that did not receive him. He, 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 they came to his own soul and him not. But his men received him. To them gave you power to become the sons of God. Not them that was born of flesh. Nor the will of man. But of God, whose will was it for you to be saved? It was God's will for you to be saved. And he's not willing that any perish, but all come repentance. I need some amen so I can go on. Y'all know I'm right. James 1.18, of his own will beget he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creature. Hey, I thank God for the Bible that saved me. Now that I'm saved, I need to study the book to show myself approved. I need to be reminded it's inspired of God. I need to know that the Bible says if I want to know what to preach to preach the word say amen the preaching of the gospel gospel is to them that perish foolishness but unto us which are saved is a pie God for the preaching of the gospel is them that perish foolishness but unto us which are saved it is the power of God I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ hey for it's the power of God and a salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first and also the Greek don't you love this old Bible thank God for this book Amen. Not just the book or a book, it's this book. Oh man, I, I thank God for discovering it, for it being revealed to me. Thank God for reading it. 
But boy, it's personal when you receive it. Amen. Amen. What, what searched me out was this book. What saved me was this book. What sanctified me was this book. I like what Psalm 119 says. Almost every verse, not everybody, almost every verse in Psalm 119 has something to say about statutes, precepts, commandments, or the, in other words, the Word of God. Here's what it said in Psalm 119, verse number 9. Wherewith shall a young man cleanse his ways? By taking heed thereunto according to thy word. Amen. I like what it says over there in Titus. There's a lot that profess that they know God, but in works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient unto every good work reprobate. Thank God for the Bible. We want to know how to live. Read the Bible. It'll tell you how to act, tell you how to be a daddy, tell you how to be a mama, tell you how to be a husband, tell you how to be a wife, tell you how to be good children, hey amen, tell you how to be a good worker, a good employee, tell you how to be a good church member. Somebody say, I mean, all thy precepts concerning all things are right, and I hate every false way. I don't need to know what the Druids think. I don't need, I feel like I got a snag right there. Somebody better help me. I don't need to rub Buddha's belly and rub my fingerprints off. Somebody help me. I don't need to burn incense to Confucius, eat no stinking fortune cookies, read no H-O-R-R-O-R horoscope. I don't need to somebody rub a crystal ball. I know we can have what we need by way of instruction in this book. Say amen. This book. Amen. Hallelujah. It smells like a rose of Sharon. You better watch it. It's alive. It'll jump out of your lap. And I'll tell you one thing. If you get close enough to Galilee reading it, you can smell the fish jumping. Amen. This thing is real. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God what sanctified me is the book. You know how I know how to live right and do right? The book. Amen. Woo! Thank God for the book. Now, you know what the book said and you don't do it. That's your fault. Don't blame your ignorance and stupidity on God. In case y'all wonder, that is a Bible word too. Amen. Amen. Thank God for the Bible. Say amen. What sanctified me, what searched me was this book. What, what saved me was this book. What sanctified, what let me live a set apart sanctified life was this book. You know, he did save us that we might be a peculiar people. Zealous of good works. Peculiar. Oh, man, I don't... <laughs> Amen. Y'all remember a priest on. Thank God for him being him being around me in circumference. Me being the dot in the center. And nothing can get through that circle without coming through him. Nothing can get to me. I don't care how bad it is without coming through. Oh, hallelujah. Uh, amen. Suffering, storms, trials, troubles. There's a process. I don't understand it. I know this watch right here. There's gears that work backwards so that the hands go forwards. And you think in your life God hates you and he's against you because things have been going backwards. But it's just so he can move you forward and get you to where he, you're at right now. He don't hate you. He loves you. My God, he died for you. Amen. Thank God what sanctified me was this book. What secures me is this book. Hebrews 6, 16 says, For men verily sway by, swear by the greater, and for an oath of confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God, willing more abundantly, show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible. It is impossible for God to lie. 
Boy, I love that. Amen. That about two immutable things. And which is impossible for God to lie. We might have a strong consolation to have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope. Amen. The anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. And which entereth into that within the veil. Whether the forerunner is for us entered even Jesus. Hey, I'm glad, thank God, we're safe in the refuge city of Jesus. Amen. He's the high priest that'll never die. So I'll never, ever have to answer for my sin. I'm safe and secure in him. Say amen. What secured me is this book. Say, preach on feel secure. That's just because you just need to spend more time with the Bible. 1 John 5, 11 says, this is the record. This is the record, 1 John 5, 11, that God hath given to us and unto us eternal life. This life is in the Son. He that hath the Son hath life. He that hath the Son, he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. These things have I written unto you. Have I written unto somebody? Help me. It's everybody out there listening. Get your mind off the TV and pay attention to the preacher. Hey, hey, he said, these things have I written unto you that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of... Thank God for this Bible. It secures me. I feel like preaching. I'm feeling good tonight. First John 5, 20. And we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know Him that is true. And we are in Him as true, even in the Son, Jesus Christ. Do you know that we wouldn't even have access to God? We would have never known God. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Is that not what He said? Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Is that not what He said? I know He's God manifest in flesh. I know there's a triune God. I know, he, amen, three in one. Somebody help me. He's three that bear witness in heaven. Heaven, eh? And there's three that bear witness on earth. I thank God, the Word of God, the Holy Ghost. Somebody, I thank God for this Bible. It's the record. It's the proof. It's the evidence. We're secure in this book. Say amen. But I'm going to tell you this. What satisfies me, this book. First Peter chapter 2, verse number 1. I wish Jordan was here. I've got some new babies coming. I asked Rand the other day. He said it was okay. He's probably out there in the parking lot. He done told me it was okay on Sunday in case some of y'all get nervous. Rand and Mara's going to have that baby. I know most everybody here knows. If you don't know, you know now. And I can't wait. These others in here going to have babies. And boy, ain't it something, ain't it something uh, that when that baby's born, you don't have to train it to want milk from mama? Ain't that something? You don't have to teach that baby how to want some milk from mama. Hey, man, Daddy, Jamie, can't feed it, son. I'm sorry. Can't do it. He didn't set us up that way. Until that baby gets on formula, hey, man, we can't do it. But, oh, man, God set Mama up with everything she needs to supply that baby and give it everything. It, oh, somebody help me up in here. Hey, man, here's what the Bible says. And First Peter in chapter number 2, he makes it plain, verse 1. Wherefore, laying aside all malice, all guile, hypocrisies, envies, and evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. They ain't nothing gonna satisfy you. The almanac ain't gonna satisfy you. Golfer's dad's jest ain't gonna satisfy you. Hey man, hot rod magazines ain't gonna satisfy you. I mean, they might you might like them, you might love, but they ain't gonna help you. But I'll tell you what, we'll help you. Romance novels ain't gonna help you. I'll tell you what, we'll help you. This book right here will satisfy the craving in your soul. You say, preacher, I don't have no craving for the Bible. You ain't saved, sir. Amen, preacher. Amen, what satisfies me? 
I like what he said in verse 30. As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby, colon, verse 3. If so be you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. <laughs> oh, God help me. Is everybody with me? Thank God for this book. It searched me. It saved me. It sanctifies me. The more time I spend with it, the more precious and personal it becomes. You could go into the front of your Bible. I believe it was Brother Tony Finney said this to me one day. He said, preacher, it's like God wrote us. You could go to the front of your Bible, wherever right there where it says in the beginning, and put shame, to shame, comma, in the beginning. And then go to the last book of your Bible where it says amen and put from God. Somebody say amen. That's how personal this book is. It's alive. It's real. It's the word of God. It's quick. It's powerful. How is it that you can read John 3, 16 and, and, and you don't think you have a problem one, but it somehow ministers to you and give you what you need. You've been saved for 15 years, but somehow John 3, 16 helps you. Next thing you know, you lose a child and you think, man, I don't know what verse can help me. You can read the same verse in John chapter 3 and verse number 16. And because that Bible's alive and you've tasted and seen the Lord is great, Somehow or another, he'll pour out exactly what you need because it's the Bible that satisfies you. Oh, thing, the world has never come up with a formula to replace the Bible. Now, I know they try to, but they ain't. What light is this shining so brightly for me that gives me such courage the right way to see what hope for my trusting souls ever shall be. God's wonderful book divine. What hope for the traveler when strength almost gone. That makes him determined to keep pressing on. What sweet consolation and heaven's white throne. God's wonderful book divine. What chart can you trust as a God for your soul when tempest would strand you on some treacherous shore? What compass will point you to heaven's bright door? God's wonderful book divine. But there's a four verse. Now if you are wondering of what book I sing, it's the same old time revivals did bring. It's the only true Bible authorized by the king. God's wonderful book divine. I love the old Bible, the precious old Bible. Stand up with me. The light on my pathway to shine. It keeps me so happy as all Always so happy. God's wonderful book divine. Hey, sing it with me. I love the old Bible, the precious old Bible. The light on my pathway to shine. It keeps me so happy. Yes, always so happy. God's wonderful book divine. Father, we love you today. I pray God as they come to sing, play, whatever they're going to do, 